What do you say about the voting machine issue? Oh, well, we, we spoke about this at the forum as well, of course. But uh, in the day in the, <laughs> the day that we live in today with, with the technology that we have at our, at our fingertips, uh, to walk it back to a paper ballot just, just seems the inefficiencies of such just, just seem remarkable. Um, again, I'm not an expert on uh, voting machines. They do need to be updated. Uh, I tend to be in favor of a voting machine, uh, an electronic voting machine with a paper ballot or a paper backup. Which is what they, by the way, they, they did this as a pilot program somewhere around here. Oh, it was Conyers. They had a municipal election, was it earlier this year, I think, and they used it down there and everybody seemed to like it. The same touchscreen technology are very mm-hmm. similar to what we use now uh, with, as you say, the paper backups. And that probably, if I had to guess, that's probably the way we go. But uh, those decisions to be made moving forward. Are you voting now? You're using the same machines we have, literally in some cases, the same machines we have since whenever we made the switch, 2002, I think. Uh, your priorities, as listed on your website, votemarcusweedower.com. Among them, better education. Here's what you say. Our community is blessed with great schools, but we can always do better. Need to ensure that we are spending our dollars wisely when it comes to education so that no children are falling through the cracks. Also need to ensure UGA gets the funding it needs to thrive. Yeah, I've always said that about members of the local legislative delegation. Talk a good game on transportation and taxes and anything else you want to talk about. We're sending you to Atlanta to bring money back to the University of Georgia. Well, I mean, we definitely are. Uh, I mean, we we have to, you know, UGA is a major economic driver of this entire community. Um, all five surrounding counties, I mean, it is, it that, that is a fact. Um, but at the same time, we have to continue to do things that uh, are important to the constituents of the of the community. Well, many of which are UGA employees. Um, but uh, you start on education. I mean, that's what we have to do. We have uh, we do have great schools, but we have got to keep putting more and more tax dollars in the classroom best we can. Uh, the QBE was finally funded for the first time uh, since since it. Came, the calculation came to be. Uh, of course, that, that calculation is outdated. Uh, we need to re-examine that formula and make sure that uh, our educators are getting the uh, support that they need financially. Well, it's the same question I've asked of, of, of everybody who's run for elective office, uh, folks running for school board, folks running for the legislature, as you are. And you get over there and you get into that budget, and the first thing you'll notice, you know this already, 54, 55 cents of every budget dollar goes to education. If that's not enough, how much? What should the percentage be? Well, and what we need to look at is where that 55% is going okay um i i've been i'm, I'm a builder um i can walk up to buildings and uh look at how many different color brick are on the outside of a building how many different color mortar uh, combinations are used and look at the labor cost to, to build one structure um don't get me wrong i think our communities need to be proud of the edu- uh, the schools that we're building um i certainly am but we need to make sure that those dollars aren't just going into buildings but they are truly going into the classroom where they can affect our children to get all georgians a quality education hey, you're you're in oconee county I, i'm noting this morning and they sent the note out this past week oconee county just and this is just one metric there are any number of them but in terms of sats like the second highest sat average in the mm-hmm. state uh, oconee county the two high schools down there oconee and north oconee i mean it, clearly they're doing something right uh, what can you learn from that that you can take to the legislature and, hey, they're, they're, this is what we're doing in Oconee County. Try it in Lowndes County. Well, I mean, I think a lot of that is parent involvement, okay? We we have to um, – everything, everything starts in the home. We've got to keep – we've got to keep that focus as well, okay? Uh, parent involvement is huge. Um, the schools are doing are thriving. Uh, we, we need to learn off one another. Uh, but even in Oconee County schools, okay, there are kids that slip through the cracks. Let's not be – you know, let's not kid ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, every child uh, – 
you know, needs to make sure <clears throat> they're getting what they need. Um, I, I speak, I speak to many people about uh, the subject of dyslexia. Uh, you know, there's a there's a school in Lawrenceville <clears throat> that only has room for 40 children uh, that teaches dyslexic children, uh, 30 of which are from Oconee County. Not because Oconee County has a higher population of children with dyslexia, but because they do have the affluency to send those children to that school. And you've identified them and maybe some other places they don't. That's correct. Uh, You say no to raising taxes. Here's what you say about that on your website. We need to reprioritize our spending in Atlanta. We need to cut the waste. As families, we don't get to just raise our income to match our spending, and neither should government need to be good stewards of taxpayer resources. I would seize on this. You say we need to cut the waste. I'm I'm down with that. Uh, But what I see is waste you might see as an essential priority and vice versa. How do you define waste? Well, I'll go back to where we're at with education. Um, you know, we spend 55% of our tax dollars on, on education. Uh, but we dive into that, and we look at those tax dollars going to, uh, again, structures instead of classrooms. Um, if we could get that down to 50%, but then put more dollars into the classroom as opposed to those structures. Well, what does a uh, dollar in the classroom mean? What does that mean? Well, I mean, it can, it can you know, there are so many more technological programs. I mean, we joke all the time, and there doesn't seem to be any textbooks anymore um, <laughs> the way they teach today. Um, I feel like uh, this is my third time, I think, through middle school, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> I, I keep saying that middle school is my hardest, my, my, are my hardest years. Um, you know, the, the teaching uh, curriculum changes so much that even the parents, it, it becomes harder and harder to help the children at home. So uh, some of the, a dollar in the classroom could be a, a program uh, that each one of these children have the ability to utilize uh, on, on computers that uh, allow them to, to process that information better. Is there a specific area of state government, and, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, corrections or transportation or, or education or, or name one, is there a specific area in state government where we can afford to literally take money from the budget to reprioritize and put someplace else? Well, I think I don't, I, I don't, I don't focus on one particular thing. Tim, um, I believe that across the board, um, uh, look, uh, go back to my what I do for a living. Uh, I'm a custom home builder, okay? Um, and I, I, I caution people from the very beginning that every decision, you know, even though it might only be a $150 decision, by the time you're into, into the end of that project, you're looking at a $30,000 increase. Yeah, I'm finding okay. that out now. Okay, so uh, I look at that as also also in these different departments, okay? We're, well, I'm not talking about cutting a department necessarily, but $150 out of every department type of thing, and uh, all of a sudden you got the funds you need. Marcus Weedauer, a candidate for the Georgia House of Representatives. Again, a second time running for this seat, came up short in the special election last year, the election won by Jonathan Wallace, and he won. That was an impressive election last year. There were three Republicans. You were one of them. Uh, he won that thing outright and without a runoff, obviously just the two of you this time around, so somebody's going to win, somebody's going to lose. On election day, what are you doing between now? Eight days out now, what do you do? I mean, and you you can appreciate the metaphor more than most. You, you know about endurance, athletics, and running, and that sort of thing, that old marathon not a sprint thing well it's a sprint now I yes mean, sir it, it absolutely is and we're, we're hitting the ground every day um we I, I knocked on doors for four hours yesterday afternoon uh, we'll continue to do so every day until the election um you know my putting my, getting my face in front of a voter is the number one thing i can do i mean we can mail we can be on radio we can be on tv we can do all these different things but giving the ability to for me to, to talk to somebody um, be able to answer any question that they have that's why we put my phone number out on absolutely everything we do which is what uh 706-254-3251 uh, logan asked me on the way in if it was a burner phone it is not uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, 
I think most of the times when people call me, the first thing I get is a little bit of laughter because they, they can't believe I actually answer the phone. So. You know, I noticed this at the forum, and I made note of it at the forum. We talked about it with, with Representative Wallace last week. I don't know. Maybe I'm making too much. Maybe I'm just a sappy guy here. But it looks like you two like each other. I mean, Jonathan's a great guy. I mean, we... Uh, we we didn't know each other before this, quite frankly, but I don't know how we didn't with as many mutual friends as we have. Uh, got nothing but uh, great respect for Jonathan. Obviously, we have very different ideas when it comes to uh, governing. Um, but, uh, no, Jonathan's a great guy. He's in a similar stage of life as, as I am. And, um, you know, hats off to him for, for, as I said, our peer group is very challenged right now with time. Uh, so hats off to him for, for getting in the ring and um yeah, nothing but respect. Yeah, again, the website, uh, Vote Marcus Weedower, and I'll spell out Weedower for you again, W-I-E-D-O-W-E-R, Marcus Weedower, votemarcusweedower.com, uh, running for House District 119. Quickly, the geography of 119 is? Uh, I always call it about two-thirds of Oconee and a third of Clark. Now, uh, most of Oconee might be farms down in the end, uh, yeah. and so <laughs> it, it, it really is probably closer to 50-50 when you start talking about voter base, but... Um, yeah, it's the southern two-thirds of Oconee County uh, and then the s- southern, central, and southeastern portion of Clark. Marcus Weedower, best of luck on Tuesday. Thanks for rolling out this morning. Thanks so much, Tim. What do you say about the voting machine issue? Oh, well, we, we spoke about this at the forum as well, of course. But uh, y- 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 when, in the day in the, <laughs> the day that we live in today with, with the technology that we have at our, at our fingertips, uh, to walk it back to a paper ballot just, just seems the efficient inefficiencies of such just just seem remarkable um again i'm not an expert on uh voting machines they do need to be updated uh, i tend to be in favor of a voting machine uh electronic voting machine with a paper ballot or a paper backup which is what they by the way they they did this as a pilot program somewhere around here oh it was conyers they had a municipal election i did was it earlier this year i think and they used it down there and everybody seemed to like it the same touch screen technology are very mm-hmm. similar to what we use now uh with as you say the paper backups and that Probably, if I had to guess, that's probably the way we go. But uh, those decisions to be made moving forward. Uh, you're voting now. You're using the same machines we have, literally, in some cases, the same machines we have since whenever we made the switch, 2002, I think. Uh, your priorities, as listed on your website, votemarcusweedhour.com. Among them, better education. Here's what you say. Our community is blessed with great schools, but we can always do better. Need to ensure that we are spending our dollars wisely when it comes to education so that no children are falling through the cracks. Also need to ensure UGA gets the funding it needs to thrive. Yeah, I've always said that about members of the local legislative delegation. Talk a good game on transportation and taxes and anything else you want to talk about. We're sending you to Atlanta to bring money back to the University of Georgia. Well, I mean, we definitely are. Uh, I mean, we we have to, you know, UGA is a major economic driver of this entire community. Um, all five surrounding counties, I mean, it is it that, that is a fact. Um, but at the same time, we have to continue to do things that uh, are important to the constituents of the of the community. Well, many of which are UGA employees. Um, but uh, you start on education. I mean, that's what we have to do. We have uh, we do have great schools, but we have got to keep putting more and more tax dollars in the classroom best we can. Uh, the QBE was finally funded for the first time uh, since since it came. The calculation came to be. Uh, of course, that, that calculation is outdated. Uh, we need to re-examine that formula and make sure that uh, our educators are getting the uh, support that they need financially. Well, it's the same question I've asked of, of, of everybody who's run for elective office, uh, folks running for school board, folks running for the legislature, as you are. And you get over there and you get into that budget, and the first thing you'll notice, you know this already, 54, 55 cents of every budget dollar goes to education. If that's not enough, how much? What should the percentage be? Well, and what we need to look at is where that 
nothing is going. Okay, um, I, I've been I'm I'm a builder. Um, I can walk up to buildings and uh, look at how many different color brick are on the outside of a building, how many different color mortar. Uh, combinations are used and look at the labor cost to, to build one structure. Um, don't get me wrong, I think our communities need to be proud of the edu- uh, the schools that we're building. Um, I certainly am, but we need to make sure that those dollars aren't just going into buildings, but they are truly going into the classroom where they can affect our children to get all Georgians a quality education. Hey, you're, you're in Oconee County, I, I'm noting this morning, and, and they sent the note out this past week. Oconee County, just and this is just one metric, there are any number of them, but in terms of SATs, like the second highest SAT average in the mm-hmm. state, uh, Oconee County, the two high schools down there, Oconee and North Oconee, I mean, it, clearly they're doing something right. Uh, what can you learn from that? that you can take to the legislature and, hey, they're, they're, this is what we're doing in Oconee County, try it in Lowndes County. Well, I mean, I think a lot of that is parent involvement, okay? We we have to um, – everything, everything starts in the home. We've got to keep – we've got to keep that focus as well, okay? Uh, parent involvement is huge. Um, the schools are doing are thriving. Uh, we, we need to learn off one another. Uh, but even in Oconee County schools, okay, there are kids that slip through the cracks. Let's not be – you know, let's not kid ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, every child uh, – you know, needs to make sure they're getting what they need. Um, I, I speak. I speak to many people about uh, the subject of dyslexia. Uh, you know, there's a there's a school in Lawrenceville <clears throat> that only has room for 40 children uh, that teaches dyslexic children, uh, 30 of which are from Oconee County. Not because Oconee County has a higher population of children with dyslexia, but because they do have the affluency to send those children to that school. And you've identified them, and maybe some other places they don't. That's correct. Uh, you say no to raising taxes. Here's what you say about that on your website. We need to reprioritize our spending in Atlanta. We need to cut the waste. As families, we don't get to just raise our income to match our spending, and neither should government need to be good stewards of taxpayer resources. I would seize on this. You say we need to cut the waste. I'm, I'm down with that. Uh, but what I see is waste you might see as an essential priority and vice versa. Uh, how do you define waste? Well, I'll go back to where we're at with education. Um, you know, we spend 55% of our tax dollars on on education. Uh, but we dive into that and we look at those tax dollars going to, uh, again, structures instead of classrooms. Um, if we could get that down to 50%, but then put more dollars into the classroom as opposed to those structures. What does a dollar in the classroom mean? What does that mean? Well, I mean, it can, it can you know, there are so many more technological programs. I mean, we joke all the time, I and mean, there do- doesn't seem to be any textbooks anymore. Um, <laughs> the way they teach today, um, I feel like uh, this is my third time, I think, through middle school, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I keep <laughs> saying that middle school is my hardest, my, my, are my hardest years. Um, you know, the, the teaching uh, uh, curriculum changes so much that even the parents, it, it becomes harder and harder to help the children at home. So uh, some of the, a dollar in the classroom could be a, a program uh, that each one of these children have the ability to utilize uh, on, on computers that uh, allow them to, to process that information better. Is there a specific area of state government? And, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, corrections or transportation or, or education or, or name one. Is there a specific area in state government where we can afford to literally take money from the budget to reprioritize and put someplace else? Well, I think I don't I, I don't I don't focus on one particular thing, Tim. Um, I believe that across the board, um, uh, look, uh, go back to my 
what I do for a living. Uh, I'm a custom home builder, okay? Um, and I, I, I caution people from the very beginning that every decision, you know, even though it might only be a $150 decision, by the time you're into, into the end of that project, you're looking at a $30,000 increase. Yeah, I'm finding okay. that out now. Okay, so uh, I look at that as also also in these different departments, okay? We're, well, I'm not talking about cutting a department necessarily, but $150 out of every department type of thing, and uh, all of a sudden you got the funds you need. Marcus Weedauer, a candidate for the Georgia House of Representatives. Again, a second time running for this seat, came up short in the special election last year. The election won by Jonathan Wallace, and he won. That was an impressive election last year. There were three Republicans. You were one of them. Uh, he won that thing outright and without a runoff. Obviously, just the two of you this time around, so somebody's going to win, somebody's going to lose. On election day, what are you doing between now? Eight days out now, what do you do? I mean, and you, you can appreciate the metaphor more than most. You, you know about endurance, athletics, and running, and that sort of thing, that old marathon not a sprint thing well it's a sprint now I yes mean, sir it, it absolutely is and we're, we're hitting the ground every day um we I, I knocked on doors for four hours yesterday afternoon uh, we'll continue to do so every day until the election um you know my putting my, getting my face in front of a voter is the number one thing i can do i mean we can mail we can be on radio we can be on tv we can do all these different things but giving the ability to for me to, to talk to somebody um, be able to answer any question that they have that's why we put my phone number out on absolutely everything we do which is what uh 706-254-3251 uh, logan asked me on the way in if it was a burner phone it is not uh, <laughs> uh you know uh, I think most of the times when people call me, the first thing I get is a little bit of laughter because they, they can't believe I actually answer the phone. So. You know, I noticed this at the forum, and I made note of it at the forum. We talked about it with, with Representative Wallace last week. I don't know. Maybe I'm making too much. Maybe I'm just a sappy guy here, but it looks like you two like each other. I mean, Jonathan's a great guy. I mean, we... Uh, we we didn't know each other before this, quite frankly, but I don't know how we didn't with as many mutual friends as we have. Uh, got nothing but uh, great respect for Jonathan. Obviously, we have very different ideas when it comes to uh, governing. Um, but, uh, no, Jonathan's a great guy. He's in a similar stage of life as, as I am. And, um, you know, hats off to him for, for, as I said, our peer group is very challenged right now with time. Uh, so hats off to him for, for getting in the ring and um yeah, nothing but respect. Yeah, again, the website, uh, Vote Marcus Weedower, and I'll spell out Weedower for you again, W-I-E-D-O-W-E-R, Marcus Weedower, votemarcusweedower.com, uh, running for House District 119. Quickly, the geography of 119 is? Uh, I always call it about two-thirds of Oconee and a third of Clark. Now, uh, most of Oconee might be farms down in the end, uh, yeah. and so <laughs> it, it, it really is probably closer to 50-50 when you start talking about voter base, but... Um, yeah, it's the southern two-thirds of Oconee County uh, and then the s- southern, central, and southeastern portion of Clark. Marcus Weedauer, best of luck on Tuesday. Thanks for rolling out this morning. Thanks so much, Tim.